on the one side of my life, things have been a slog. Uh, I've talked about it plenty. I'm not going to really go into any depth, but still struggling to figure out that book funnel. And uh, the thing I most want to do in the world is sell novels. But I did have a really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity this week that I want to share with you before we dive into the rest of the episode. I will forewarn you it's going to be a bit shorter than the typical Wednesday episode, and that is because I've been working on this thing and getting ready for it. So um, unofficially, officially, uh, the Wednesday edition of TRBM will now be TRB Ammo. You've heard me talk with Steve Piper before uh, about the Ammo program. That's Author Marketing Mastery Through Optimization. Uh, And I pitched to him that he needs a podcast. And wouldn't you know it, he agreed with me. So we're going to be figuring out what that looks like together and bringing you some of the highest ticket guests out there to be interviewed, share with you their experience of how they have become seven-figure authors, something I could never tell you. I'm going to be able to share with you on a regular basis now, uh, and I have a wealth of access to some amazingly successful self-published authors. This is going to be a focus on the self-publishing side of the business. So the Wednesday episode will be TRB Ammo and I'm really excited to share some great guests. I'm also going to be making a push to get on a lot of other shows that I didn't have access to before. So hopefully I'll be able to share with you when I jump on maybe the Creative Pen with Joanna Penn uh, or the Self-Publishing Formula with Mark Dawson and James Blatch. Those are the doors that this will open up for me and for us because I've been going along this journey with you for quite a while now. You've been listening and enjoying what I'm bringing, and now I get to bring you even higher value stuff, as well as the opportunity to hear a little bit about the AMO program, which I've never been shy about saying is the best thing out there. So yes, we'll definitely be giving you opportunities to join the AMO program. There's going to be some cool developments coming there as well. I know a little bit of behind the scenes stuff that is happening uh, that will be offered to AMO customers pretty soon. So just a lot of really exciting things on the podcast side of the world. Now, if I could just figure out those darn novels. If you've ever watched an author read a book and got bored, TRBM, is the antidote. That reminds me of a delicious turkey sandwich washed down with a fine whiskey like Marva DeLong I used to do. TRBM is for writers, what time lapse was for painters. Guitar solos and spotlight were for bands, and what chainsaws and ice blocks were for sculptors. But what does TRBM stand for? Twelve Roombas before midnight? Testy Russians bomb maneuvers? Or Tinkerbell repeatedly blocking Mickey? You decide. For a little while now, I've been wanting to make an episode on the sunk cost fallacy. Uh, And for those of you who have not heard the term before, it simply means something that you have put a lot of time, money, energy, the whole blood, sweat, and tears thing, something that you've put a lot of that into and has produced nothing. The sunk cost fallacy is when you've put all of that time and energy in, it is really difficult to walk away and say it would be more effective to do something brand new. 
than to keep trying this thing that is a failure. I would ask you to start this episode by considering what in your life right now is sunk cost. What have you spent too much time doing or not doing that has led you to the place where you're at right now? And maybe back up a step and say, are you happy where you're at right now? Do you feel like you're on the right road? Do you feel like you're getting where you thought you would be? If you can't say with a resounding yes that you're where you want to be right now uh, and on the right path, take a look at the things that you are doing or, again, not doing because I know it could be a strange thought process to say not doing something is sunk cost, but actually the worst sunk costs in our lives are the things that we don't do. If you've always wanted to get your novel out in front of hundreds and thousands and dare say millions of readers, and that hasn't happened for you because you're not doing the most that you could possibly be doing. What could you do to reverse course? Because I hear a lot of people in my life say, oh, I'm too old to start, or I missed my opportunity, or I'm too busy, or I'll start when my kids are older, or I'll get going when I have a couple more books out there, or what's your excuse? I'm betting, for most of you, the real sunk cost is in something you're not doing. But if you're the kind of person, like me, who has spent a ton of money marketing books and feels like you haven't gotten where you want to go, have you ever taken a look at the way that you're doing things and really asked yourself, objectively, is what I'm doing getting me where I want to go. Many of you are familiar with the story about the podcast growth program that I joined a little over a year ago now. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned the name of it, and I'll keep it that way. But that was definitely a time in my life where I had to look and say, well, that's a good amount of money out the door for something that really wasn't successful. You know the strange thing about it, though, is that I knew almost the moment that I started the program that there was nothing special. There was nothing unique. There was nothing really extremely profound. I knew it really quickly. There wasn't enough interaction. There weren't enough experts. There was no substance to the program. And yet, because I spent so much money on it, almost five figures, I was absolutely committed to doing everything that I could to convince myself that I'd made the right choice. Uh, I profoundly changed my podcast. I profoundly changed my behaviors. I profoundly changed everything to try to justify the cost. I was working 80, 90-hour weeks on a podcast. I was hardly writing fiction. I was hardly reading books. 
I was spending so much time trying to figure out how to make a podcast and make a podcast that made money. And that's a really scary place to be because when you put so much time, money, and energy into something, it's really difficult to then step back, objectively look at it, and say, what I have here is something that doesn't make me happy, something that doesn't make me money, something that doesn't help other people tremendously, something that's empty of value. That was a really difficult time in my life to look at something that I had sunk so much cost into. And it took me a long time to realize the best thing was to cut ties with it, to walk away, to admit the mistake, and to figure out what adjustments do I need to make. In fact, I'm not going to take credit for being able to do that, Um, which if there's a little action item in here for you, find somebody in your current world that you can bounce ideas off of that would just tell you the truth. I don't like terms like accountability partner. Um, I don't like the idea of having mentors and asking someone to mentor you, though mentorship is important. But have somebody in your life who will tell you the truth in a loving way. Make sure that that person cares about you and understands what you're trying to achieve. And when you feel like maybe you're in a situation where something's not going the way that you want it to, uh, and you might be going down the wrong road, check in with that person. Ask them what's going on. The reason I say that is because uh, without Ashley, I never would have made the shift away from the podcast to writing. I think I've told this story here before, so I'm not going to tell the long version of it, but she essentially said, we only have so much money And if you're going to have to go back and get an office job at some point, which we all hope you don't have to do, we would rather that you spent that time writing novels and doing the thing that you love most in this world. What a beautiful, beautiful thing she did for me because it became evident immediately. I was like, I I was hating life. And immediately it was like fresh blood had been injected into all of my body. I was so invigorated. And I began the process of of building out the Luke and Time Mysteries, which, if nothing else, this has been an incredibly fun time. I know that I have skeptics among my listeners who don't think that I'm going to be able to turn this corner and sell enough books to make a living, uh, that I'm going to be able to write them quick enough (laughs) at high enough quality. Trust me, it is a challenge, but it is the right challenge. I am no longer feeling lost or going down the wrong path. There hasn't been a minute since I made the adjustment that I have feared that I went the wrong way. There have been an abundance of minutes. Uh, I essentially got an hour of sleep last night because I had racing thoughts about how badly I'm failing at the moment, Um, but I don't feel like I'm failing in the wrong direction. I'm failing in the right direction. And I'm having some successes. And like I announced at the top of the show, I get the opportunity right now to shoot my best shot, to partner with Steve slash Lars Emmerich and the Ammo program to bring you uh, the TRB Ammo podcast to bring you some amazing guests that are going to talk about all of the different ways that they have created a full-time career writing for readers and a big part of that is going to be spending money. So before we get fully into TRBM, 
TRB ammo, I want to make sure that I spend a little bit of time talking about money. Because I'm guessing, I'm guessing right now, if you're newer to this podcast, you may feel like I'm going to try to scam you and ask you for money. One, I'm not going to ask you for money. I will always have links going forward to the ammo program in my show notes. Uh, I will continue to praise the quality of ammo, what it's done for me, what it's done for many other authors. Authors who have taken the ammo program and been successful will be on this program sharing their successes, being transparent. We're going to talk about failure in ways that the self-publishing formula has never really dug into, that self-publishing school doesn't even realize exists, that Joanna Penn, I think, does a great job with, but we're going to go into even more nuance about failing We're going to make a niche. We're going to make a brand out of turning failure into success, but being really open about failure. That's my commitment to you. And then inside of there, we're going to talk about the different things that you do to be successful. Learning how to market bravely. Understanding that marketing costs money. Understanding that you're going to lose money on marketing before you make money because it takes a while to figure out how to spend dollars well and where. And the market is always adjusting. This is going to be a difficult one, but I promise you, I'm going to continue to bring you every single week, twice a week, the truth about marketing books. And I'm going to continue to level with you when I, when I do fail. But I want to set you up for moving forward to have this experience of making sure that you aren't digging your heels in because you're afraid of looking silly. Let me be the first one to say that I frequently look silly. If you have listened to more than several weeks of this podcast, you've probably heard me claim something or get excited about something only to come back and say, well, I'm still failing. Um, And that's really difficult because I know that I look like a big dummy (laughs) when I do it. Um, I failed to raise enough money to make my first Kickstarter. Many of you know that. I thought I had that in the bag. I thought I knew what I was doing. It was deeply humbling. But if I don't fail and if I'm not willing to fail in front of you, I can't even pretend to help, to want to help. If I always want to look good, then I can't give you what you need. What is it right now that you're not doing that you need to be doing in order to get your books in front of more readers? Maybe you're not spending enough time on social media. Maybe you're not spending enough time out in the community. Maybe you're not calling your librarians to try to set up readings and and, uh, teaching opportunities, educational opportunities. Maybe you're not talking about your book to enough people. Probably you're not spending enough money on the production of the book or on the advertising for the book. That's sunk cost. And uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can always get more money. Money is fairly easy to come by. I know that that can be really difficult for some people to hear, and there are certainly limiting factors. But I promise you that money is infinitely more easy to come by than time. Every single moment that goes by is a moment that you've lost forever. You never get it back. You cannot multiply your time. You cannot create more of it. But you can buy your way into a situation where you multiply what you can do with time. You can get into a position where your only job is to write books because somebody else handles all of your marketing for you. 
You can get in a position where you have employees who ship your books out, who file your taxes, who clean your house, who nanny your children. That may sound ridiculous to you right now. You may think you don't even want to do some of those things, and that's great. If you don't want a nanny for your children, if you want to clean your own house, if you want to mow your own lawn, if you want to walk your own dog, by all means, do all of those things. But also understand that time is the thing you can't get back. So if walking your dog is preventing you from reading, and reading will make you a better writer, then find somebody to walk your dog. Figure out how to make it happen. You never get that time back. The sunk cost fallacy. Think of time as your biggest cost. Don't give it away because you're afraid to spend money. I hope, if nothing else, in this one area, you hear me leading by example. I have a friend, I'm not going to mention the friend's name, who has spent thousands of dollars on different programs to advertise, thousands of dollars on a computer to uh be able to make book trailers, has spent a ton of money. And I bet you that my friend sometimes feels like so frustrated, can't see the value. But the value is there. Where we put our dollars is where we put our mind, and where we put our mind is where we put our time. Put your money on your mind and your mind on your money. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's right. Do it. You can find more money. You cannot find more time. We will be coming to you this next Monday, uh, a very special interview. I'm so excited to share with you, um, most likely my very first true listener and the longest tenured listener to TRBM, Mr. Joe Radke, worked with him selling sunglasses. We were trunk slammers for a company called Pugs. Those were fun days. I have no regrets. I loved that job. So glad I met Joe there. He's the second person that I have interviewed from Pugs. Sean Blagg, going all the way back to episode one, was the first person from that company. Uh, And Joe is is very dear to me. He's a good friend of mine. I've mentioned him several times throughout the the course of the podcast. And I'm really excited to share the episode that we recorded together. You're going to love it. It is, he's not a writer. He's not a writer. He's not even particularly a reader. But he listens to the show because he and I had a, a good friendship and he supports me. Um, but there's something that we came on in, in a sidebar conversation that I realized all writers and all readers need to hear what he's been thinking about and what he's been doing with his life. So don't miss out next Monday. It's going to be huge. And then the following Wednesday will be the first official episode of TRB Ammo. And I do want to give myself an escape clause here. I might not keep exactly that name, but I'm kind of playing around with the logo right now. So in the show notes, I'm going to have the picture for TRB Ammo. Uh, If you want to comment on it and let me know if it vibes with you or not, I'd love feedback on the logo if you think I could change it or anything. I'm totally open for insights on this. want it to be a community thing. And uh, yeah. That's what I've got for you today. So go out there, get some writing done, get some reading done, spend time on the things that matter. And if you've been wasting it on things that don't, wasting more of it is not going to fix the problem. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?